Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with a guest co-host. We have Matt Owen from the Super Gamecast 64 podcast, Making a Return. How you doing, Matt? Oh, I'm doing so good, Doug. On this spookiest of seasons podcast recording day. (laughs) I'm grateful to have you for, I guess this will be our Halloween episode, so to speak. We'll be talking about spooky games, spooky movies, potentially, maybe even play a spooky What's That Sound. But Matt, we haven't heard from you in quite a while. I'm just curious to hear about what games you've been playing. I know you have a video game podcast yourself, and that's part of your career. So anything that's been on your plate that you've been enjoying lately yeah there's been a lot of stuff dude october has been absolutely crazy i remember last year october 2017 uh we did a episode on super gamecast 64 called gaming's greatest october because we thought there was no way that last year was going to get toppled uh and now as after i've I've experienced uh october or at least half of october of this year i can barely remember what came out last year because there's just been so much good stuff uh, let me look here. I have like lists and lists and lists because I've been playing everything. Um, recently, the most recently, I've been playing Black Ops Four. Not super spooky, unless you're considering the zombies. <laughs> right. Um, have you heard anything about that before I spoil everyone on my opinion? Yeah, no. All I've heard is from a couple different uh, people is that they it isn't this basically like a battle royale call of duty or there's a mode for that and people are just using that and being like, oh, it's better than uh, Fortnite. Uh, so it's 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 basically what you'd expect from a Call of Duty. You're shooting people in the face with guns. The big thing is, is they've removed the single player campaign and they've added this what they call blackout. It's a hundred person uh, PvP battle royale. It's more in the style of like PUBG than okay. Fortnite. Okay. But it, it it changes some things up. Um, I I've played all the Call of Duties since launch. Um, multiplayer like on and off. I really liked Modern Warfare and surprisingly Black Ops Four is pretty damn good. Um, I'm in the multiplayer quite more than I thought I was going to be. Uh, they have like this tutorial mode called Specialist HQ, which kind of substitutes for the single player, and that's it's okay. Like the worst part about it is it's it's a tu- it's a good tutorial to teach you about these new characters they've introduced for the multiplayer, but like the narrator is super obnoxious. You know, like mid. 2000s when every game was trying to be edgy so all like the dialogue had fuck every other word and like okay that is the whole of this narration and it goes over like 10 tutorial sections and it is the most like man bro cringy thing and it's like i have to play the tutorials with my sound off listening to a podcast or something that's probably the worst part of the game everything else fantastic like if you like the battle royale stuff blackout is super cool there's um tons of cool locations you can drop into on the map that are inspired by popular call of duty maps like there's a nuketown island and the firing range in the middle so if you're like a fan of the you know the franchise you're gonna enjoy that stuff and they've made some changes to the gameplay uh fundamental battle royale gameplay like uh, perks are part of it you can use score streaks so like uh, rcxds and little um Sorry, that's like it's like a little recon drone for those who don't play Call of Duty. So you can use like different equipment that you might not be able to find in uh, something like PUBG. And then the zombies mode is really cool this time around. They've doubled down on the narrative aspects of it. There's uh, two that I've played, but I believe there's three or four with the DLC, obviously, that started with the game, because why wouldn't they have a DLC on launch day? Yeah. Um, but there's, uh, there's one where you're on the Titanic. It's called Voyage of the Despair or something like that. And you're just four people on the Titanic. It gets hit by the iceberg. You're trying to get this talisman off of it. It's no really, shit. really, yeah, it's cool as hell. And then, um, there's another map where it's, um, oh, it's called IX or, or XI. And it's just this Roman Greek Colosseum. 
And it's almost like they've completely changed the rules of stuff based upon the map you're in. Like, the Roman one has these big tigers and these giant colossi that you have to fight, whereas the uh, the Voyage of Despair, the Titanic one, you're fighting, like, uh, coal stokers and stuff. So it's really, it's surprisingly cool. I've played a lot of zombies in my day, and this is definitely the best one. So... Yeah, Black Ops 4, if you're a Black Ops fan, definitely cool. I don't think it's going to win anybody over who wasn't a huge fan before, but sure. surprisingly solid, you know? Yeah, um, I feel like that's that's the thing. Um, I, I never did play the other games, but I think they made a, an executive decision of like, is anyone really playing this for single player? Let's focus on some other cool things we can do with this uh, kind of gameplay. And it, as much as a single player campaign kind of guy I am, I think it might have been the right move. And it, it just sounds like nothing but good praise for this game yeah i mean the the saddest part of it is that i'm a single player fan specifically of these call of duty uh campaigns because they're often like four to six hours and i like to play them on casual difficulty and it's mindless military shooter it's like an action movie that i get every year Um, yeah and so i was a little sad that the substitution for that was this cringy like swear at everything narrator um and they have some cutscenes intersected in the tutorials that are Really cool. I mean, here's the thing. There was rumors that there was a full-blown single-player campaign for this game planned, and there was a lot of work done on it, but they switched out and went towards the the Battle Royale mode when that started picking up steam. And so when you see these cutscenes that are basically in, like I said, a tutorial mode, you're like, wow, this is really high-end production for a tutorial. (laughs) And then you start to see that maybe they just, you know, threw together this this tutorial mode as a way to use the assets from the single-player stuff that they they did. Canned. And yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is the cutscenes are really good and dark and kind of messed up. And if the cutscenes had actually any, like, if the stuff you saw in the cutscenes was what you were playing in the single player campaign that was canned, like, that would have been awesome. So I guess that's the only thing I can say negative about it is that it might have missed out on a cool single player campaign. But beyond that, I mean, the, the existing package is pretty good. But that's not very spooky. I want to talk uh, about spooky fair stuff. Enough. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, Wait, you played you played a game. I want to go back and forth because I feel like I talk way too much. Oh, no. I get super self conscious <laughs> about it because I just ramble and ramble. You're an incredible host. You clearly have another show, uh, listeners. You got to check out this guy's show if you haven't already. Um, as far as games that I've been playing, I've only been playing one. So I guess, and it is, it does qualify as a spooky game. It's yes. I got around to playing Friday the Thirteenth for oh, the no. first time, and it was actually only <laughs> yeah, that's a decent oh, no. reaction. Uh, it was only for, I'd say, like 20 minutes or so, and I was just trying to get the hang of it. I played an offline match where I am Jason trying to kill people at the it's campsite. The only way to play it. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so I know from the get go, people have been saying there's lots of bugs and things, and I'm discovering mm-hmm. them already. Uh, it's just, it's <laughs> frustrating because, uh, as there's this one ability he has where he can kind of warp to one location to another. Yeah. It, it's very strange how you control it, though. And if you like, it's almost like, the camera's being pushed forward. You can go left or right, but it's like solidly getting pushed forward. And you use that to your ability to like try to fly through the forest and get closer to a, uh, some, a, a person, a victim. And as that happens, if you get caught up on like a tree branch or anything in your path, you're just like <laughs> stuck and it's very frustrating. And I'm like, you, they, they should have made it so that the camera would just go over those items and come back down. It's just simple things like that, even with uh, traveling by lake. So you're on a campsite. There's a big lake. If you want to get from one... Crystal Lake, baby. Yes. If you want to get from one side to the other, he like kind of gets in the water and then uh, teleports (laughs) almost. It's like really fast travel through the water. So it's almost as if he should be an Olympics uh, swimmer and give up the whole killing people. You just see him 
pop on scuba gear and he's like can't wait to kill these right? teens and just like michael phelps under the water just exactly. there's a wake <laughs> so that was impressive to know he swims that fast but that was another thing i'd get to the other side of the lake and just by the design of the shoreline i couldn't get from where i'm trying to go to like uh, on the other side it was just a giant pain in the ass not to mention a big gripe with it is i was trying to figure out like what i didn't look up any controls so that's on me but uh, i i was okay. like what game or what uh button will make this guy run because you're just walking at a snail's pace like this guy yeah. is like has no lumber lumber yes, lumber lumber it's terrible so, but then i figured it out it was just like uh what l3 you just hold in the left analog stick as you yeah. move to like just make him run and even that it's just like times two of what you were already going so you can barely move in this game Unless you master this fucking uh, warping ability, which I still am terrible at. It sounds cool in like in the writing room when they're like, well, what if Jason can super fast teleport? And then the coders threw it together and they're like, well, this is kind of busted. Ship yeah, it. It's exactly. early access. Ship it doesn't it. work, but it, it can. I'm sure, like I said, for like seasoned players, I bet it's not a roadblock. For me, just diving in, I was like, man, this is broken. And yeah, getting from one side of the lake to the other, just make it so I could climb over shit. Like, it's like, what? I can kill all these people, but I can't like climb a, a boulder <laughs> that's like three feet high. It's like, super powerful superhuman but like just a small pebble is way too much to ask yes. for jason Voorhees. <laughs> and the, it's almost as if they're just too lazy to animate him climbing over something so i don't know that's a, a frustration but i did get around to killing a few people it was interesting yeah. um it was just i don't know this kind of game it, it just felt weird to me i'm i don't know if i'm gonna be playing much more of it i like games where you kill people and stuff where it's like yeah maybe call of duty or something even though i haven't played one of those games in ages but like a shooter where it's just like yeah let's blow off some steam and just fuck shit up and it's just a video game it like i don't know it's relaxing in that weird way but this is more or less like premeditated i'm coming for you bitch and i feel like that some people <laughs> really like that and it's just i i guess not for me but I, i'm gonna give it another stab uh pun intended hey. but I, yeah we'll see there's there's a whole stalking mechanic I think to it that that people probably get off on. I mean there's there's a reason that Call of Duty is so fast and a lot of multiplayer games like Overwatch have a lot going on. It's because the TTK, the, the time to kill as they refer to it in the genre, is something that you want to perfect so players don't get bored whether they're on offensive or a defensive side. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like the base foundation of this PVP isn't all that great to keep you invested in the first place. I when it launched in early access, I heard it was all PvP. This you know, one person plays as Jason, the rest are the teens. I haven't played it myself, but then I heard that they were doing maybe some like scenario content or some single player stuff. Is there any of that, or is it just like jump into a quick match? There's jump into a quick match and a shitload of other options that I didn't really explore yet, so I can't honestly answer. But I'm fairly sure there's a lot more to do than just uh yeah, quick match online. Uh, the fact that I was able to play offline with bots made me feel good because I'm like, let yeah. me figure that out. <laughs> first <laughs> you don't want to jump into a full party with people screaming at you two years after this game has come out in the halloween month when you're trying to learn it for yes. sure um yeah no i'd be interested to try it but that's kind of the same thing i've heard from you is what i've heard from everybody else it's like it's ho-hum and if you're in the halloween spirit like yeah cool kill some people but as far as pvp games go they'll be playing for months and months i I don't think it has the the legs at all. So, sad yeah. face. And it made sense that it was a free game on PS Plus, so if you haven't got oh, it, go. listener, check it out. It's That's why I'm playing it. It was free, and I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. Let's put it that way. Well, hey, you know, free is good, and good stuff, not always free. Let's uh, let's let's move over to stuff I've been playing, Doug, because yes. I want to talk more now. <laughs> all right. Great <laughs> no, transition. No. For real, though, uh, I, I picked up, okay, 
Luigi's Mansion on GameCube is one of the best games of all time. And if you disagree with me, Doug, I'm disconnecting from the call. No. It is, what, <laughs> no I do no, not do disagree. You, okay, I, I was I was unsure because I had um I, I purchased the new Luigi's Mansion 3DS remake. Uh, it's basically Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube. You're Luigi. You you win a mansion in a in a sweepstakes that you didn't even enter, and you go and it's a haunted mansion. You got to suck up ghosts. There's specific ghosts that are like unique, um, and they tie into the rooms you find them in. So there's like a chef ghost in the in the kitchen. I don't even think that's a thing, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Uh, I think everyone should play it. My my uh, partner, she was playing it, and she she didn't like it at first, but then she got into it. So that's kind of why I was interested in what you thought of the game if you played it, because maybe I'm just like burned on nostalgia. I've played through this game dozens of times. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm not biased giving people this giant recommendation when the game is in fact maybe bad, and I just didn't know. But no. you're telling me Luigi's Mansion is a good game. Well, from what I've seen, I have not played it. I have to be oh, honest, but duh. no, but what I've seen, it looks really entertaining. I just love Mario games in general, and I never did. I figured, why wouldn't they make a game where Luigi's the protagonist? And I don't know. It, you just kind of sold me again on it. But and also, isn't Luigi Man- Luigi's Mansion 2 on the horizon? So Luigi's Mansion 1 was GameCube, and then there was a big hiatus, and then Luigi's Mansion 2, Dark Side of the Moon, I don't actually, let me look at the poster on my on my wall, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon was a 3DS sequel, um, and it was similar, but in the sequel on 3DS, you went to these like four different smaller houses, whereas the first game was all focused on this big mansion. Um, people liked it, you know, I, I can't really remember what the response was to it, but just on this Nintendo Direct that was last month, they yes. teased... Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Switch, uh, tentatively 2019, I'll hold them to that. And that looks more <laughs> of like, you know, a proper Luigi's Mansion 2. I guess the 3DS one, it, it felt exactly the same um, with some obvious tweaks, but in a weird way, it felt like a spinoff. So we'll be interested to see. I just like Luigi's Mansion because it's good if you want some like ghost spooky stuff, but you're really not trying to get scared. Like, yes. it's, it's a kid's game, dude. That's for me. <laughs> no, get not... in the spirit, you know? <laughs> Don't get, don't shit your pants. Just get in the spirit. Exactly. Um, Luigi's Mansion, though, 3DS, really good stuff. Forty bucks. Uh, if, if you haven't played it before, it'll probably take you anywhere from uh, I'll say six to eight hours. Me, I ran through it in like three hours, and I wanted to jump right back in. And if you are a returning fan, you'll know that once you beat the game, they open up what they call the secret mansion, which is basically just a hard mode. Uh, they've made that even more difficult in this 3DS one, which is cool for you know franchise veterans on Luigi's Mansion like me. Yeah. Um, I also, the opposite of this, uh, it is actually a spooky. Are you okay to talk about the spooky games? Doug? Oh, absolutely. You, I'll you, try right. my best not to get too scared. I didn't want to, boo, haha, I scared ah. you. Uh, <laughs> Amnesia Collection was something that came out on the PlayStation 4 and now just came out on the Xbox One recently. Uh, we talked about this on my show, Super Gamecast 64. Go listen if you want. Um, it's, uh, did you ever play Amnesia at all? It was popular on PC, like, uh, eight years ago, I right. want to say. Yeah, um, that's about when I tried it out with a friend. I didn't own it. It was his copy, and I did, uh, I, what I played, it was terrifying. They were very, for its time, too, I was like, damn, these graphics, just very dark, um, yes. the, the blunt weapons you could use to just fuck shit up. I don't know. I enjoyed them. The, uh, the thing is, is that when I first tried to play Amnesia on my computer, 
it was horrifying because it ran like an, a flip book and the graphics were trash because my computer just wasn't able to run it. Um, okay. So it was scary in a whole nother way. And I was <laughs> I was interested in the game because I like horror games a lot and I was excited to play this collection. Uh, we got a copy um, and I, I busted through all three of the Amnesia games, uh, which are, it was Amnesia, uh, The Dark Descent, that's the first one, Amnesia Justine, which was an expansion of the first one, and then Amnesia, A Machine for Pigs, which is, I guess you'd call it the follow-up, but it doesn't follow the same story. Long story short, um, this this is considered a classic franchise in the walking sim horror genre, if you want to call it that. Yeah. The, the horror genre in which you hide more than you fight. Um, right. And I'll tell you what, Doug, it it doesn't, it kind of stands up. Here's yeah. the thing is it's it's got hella good atmosphere like you said the, the the dark tone you're walking through this old spooky house and it's really really weird and creepy and the game doesn't it's not very violent it's very creepy um the problem is is it's a walking sim slash adventure game plus a puzzle game and it's one of those puzzle games where it's like hey that cog that you found or that gear in that room in the in you know in the back right corner that there's no indicator yeah yes. you need to take that like 40 rooms over to the right and it's a maze to get there and it's one of those games where they don't tell you any of that so yeah. you kind of want to follow a walkthrough um and that's the that's the kind of impression i got from the first game okay that style of game just reminds me of like the Resident Evil game. Some of the puzzles in those first, the first yes. Resident Evil game was fucking intense, as, especially as a kid when I was playing it. I'm like, I don't fucking know. And then I'd luckily when the internet came out, I could look shit up, but it was just like, damn. Exactly. Well, and this is the thing is it, it's unlike Resident Evil. Like I said, you have to take some items, uh, you know, all the way across these different zones and stuff. And there's just no cohesive direction on what you're supposed to do or where you're supposed to go, which is good if you want to feel lost. Um, it's not good if you don't want to spend 20 hours playing the same kind of game, because then you start to notice that uh, the dark graphics are hiding the lack of graphical fidelity and the, yeah. it, you start to see the seams coming apart. And so that was, it was, I guess, a little bit sad because I wanted to play Amnesia and I wanted to like really, really love it because it was a game I wanted to play a lot and I got to see it running on my computer, but my computer was not good enough to play it. So I've been waiting to play it. And uh, I guess I was just a little let down. Amnesia, A Machine for Pigs, which was the follow-up, it kind of pulls back on those puzzle elements. They're still there, but um, I guess I don't know if I would recommend this one. But if you like Amnesia and you like spooky games, specifically like old-timey horror, because this is like 18th century, um, or no, no, 17th, no, 19th century. Jesus, I'm bad at that. Uh, it's like the 1800s. It's not okay. modern day where this takes place. If you're into that kind of horror, then yeah, sure, pick it up. I think it's like 30 or 40 bucks. But if you're looking for a game like Outlast or even something that's similar to Resident Evil, I would probably like steer away from it. Um, dude, there's just been a lot of really good creepy walking sims. Do you yeah. like the walking sim genre much or not? Uh, a little bit. Uh, just the whole name uh, Machine for Pigs, though. I feel like that's more of like a metalcore album or something than right? like a video game. It just sounded really interesting. And I don't know, not up my alley. But as far as walking sims, oh man, the first one that comes to mind is Miss. So that tells you how yeah. like old school I am. But it's, hey. it's talk about not being able to understand anything and definitely requiring a walkthrough. That game was just like a goddamn clusterfuck. It's so in impossible. That's a, 
it's a great comparison to the the puzzles in Amnesia. If you've yeah. ever played Mist, it's like that. You you're given no direction, and they're like explore a lot. Yes, <laughs> touch everything and try to figure it out on your own. Mist is so good. Yeah, I did enjoy that for sure. Um, but that's what I mean. I don't play too many. I did. What was uh? I can't recall the one that I played in recent years, but it was okay. I I I'm not against them, but I guess I wouldn't say I'm like a huge walking sim guy. I'm a, I'm kind of a narrative junkie when it comes to games. I I like a game that will tell me a really interesting story and use the medium well more than a game that is like ridiculously fun to play. And I know that's weird, but um I I guess I just I value good storytelling in games. Specifically, well, oh go ahead, sorry. Uh, oh no worries. Uh, you even saying that just makes me think. I guess if Life is Strange is classified as Walking yeah. Sim, then I am like a huge Life is Strange fan. So I guess there are games like that. I, uh, Wolf Among Us, but I yes. just don't even think of that as walking sim to me i just yeah it's weird i would say that the walking sim genre when amnesia came out was definitely a new thing um and then now you see walking sim or the adventure genre is a bigger genre than it used to be so i'd say life is strange and other telltale things i would put more towards point and click and adventure but i would be remiss if there if i if i were to say that there aren't any walking sim um you know influences there the very uh pretty uh, graphics, especially in like Life is Strange, the kind of weird uh, supernatural storytelling, that's all hallmarks of like a good walking sim. So yeah, yeah you do like walking sims. I do, I just didn't Just not the pure it. ones, I <laughs> <Yes>. guess. Um, <laughs> for those who do, uh, this one, I, I gotta say, this walking sim though, uh, that I'm gonna talk about in a second, I think you should try it, Doug, just because, like I said, it's it's it tells a really interesting story. Some people won't agree with me, but it's the only game that I gave, well, hold on, I'm trying to think. I gave it a ten last year. A okay. ten out of ten. Because I'm a game I'm a game reviewer. That's like my day job. I said that last time. Uh but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I gave a ten to. Anyways, the game is called What Remains of Edith Finch. Have you heard of it? Yes, and I've been recommended it. I need to just play it. Uh that is one that comes to mind when I hear of this genre though. You're you're totally right. That sounds like uh just a classic specifically for the Halloween season. Um, I'm not going to tell you guys too much about it because it really is one of those games you want to jump in and experience. But long story short, this girl goes back to visit her family home. Um, imagine the Weasley house from the Harry Potter series. You know, this really weird, uh, taller than it should be, added on without any permits, multiple times kind of house. Uh, and her family believed that they were under a curse because all of the family members would die in mysterious ways. And so what you do is you go through this kind of labyrinthian house and you're finding these journals and you, through the journals, you relive all these family members' last dying moments, uh, in like 10 to 15 minute gameplay sections. But it's, it's just really full of like this cool tone and this creepy atmosphere. And there are a few of those vignettes with those family members that you'll remember for, for years to come. There's one specifically towards the end of the game that you'll know what I, what I mean when I talk about it is, uh, or you'll know what it is when you see it. Um, it's a really, really, it's a poignant game. I'll use that word. Okay. Impactful. So if you're looking for, you know, some creepiness, but with a little bit of heart and charm, what remains of Edith Finch, that's on Xbox, PC, and PS4. So tons of things. Awesome. Um, yeah. There's, there's so many spooky things. Like, Doug, I'm not kidding. I've played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I was playing that. I just beat Overcooked 2, and then my buddy wanted to play Overcooked 1, so I played through Overcooked 1 with him. This is all within, like, the past week. Uh, Mega Man 11, dude. I beat that. Yeah, shit. Nice. Are you a Mega Man fan or not? Nah? Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to play much of them. I did play a few on Emulator, and I really enjoy them, but Hell yeah. I, I can't even tell you which ones I played. 
We are we are big Mega Man fans, or at least me and Tyler, one of my other co-hosts, we're big Mega Man fans over on the uh, the show. Uh, so I guess I'll keep it a little bit brief because hey, Mega Man's Mega Man, and I guess that's the whole of it. It's a Mega Man game, you know. Did you play Sonic Mania last year or not? Nah? No, I, I, Sonic game it's, I haven't played in a long time. It's okay, Doug. There's a lot of people who didn't because Sonic. Yeah, like you said, Sonic's kind of older thing. Um, Sonic Mania kind of celebrated the classic Sonic games in a way that was fun for both franchise veterans and newcomers. Mega Man 11 was poised to to do that. And I think while Mega Man 11 is a fun Mega Man game, it is not a celebration in the way that Sonic Mania is. And I think if it would have been that, it would have been better. At the same time, if you want to play as Mega Man, jump around and go through, you know, the 10 different stages fighting different unique mans like uh, Impact Man and Bounce Man. You can do that. You know, you still have to fight the guys, get the uh, get their power ups and, and fight other bosses, find out the boss order strength and weakness. And then you you, you go to the, the boss levels. It's It's a Mega Man game. There's been some cool changes, but they're not big changes. They're more like, hey, you can buy upgrades in a little shop or you can slow down time. Um, it's cool and it's fun. If you're a fan of Mega Man, I'd recommend you pick it up. Uh, if not for just being like, hell yeah, there's a Mega Man game that isn't garbage in the year 2018. But if you're hoping for uh, a revitalization of the franchise, I don't think that this is it. Um, it comes close. But it's not it. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, the only uh, enemy that comes to my mind is Clown Man, and that's like a super old running joke on our <laughs> yeah, show from like Clown ages Man. ago. Because we had Press Continue podcast on, and I mentioned Clown Man, and they just didn't believe me that he was a thing. And that oh, yeah. was Mega Man 4, I think. I could be wrong on that, but we'll see. There's a lot of mans. There's one woman, Splash Woman. Gotta love her. It's, <laughs> it's, well, at a, at a certain point... Because you got to think, they did Mega Man 1 through 6 on NES, and then they went into 7 and uh, the X-Series, and there was, there's at least 8 X games. So once you get to around Mega Man, this isn't Mega Man 11, this is more like Mega Man 20, you got to start running out of mans. Like yeah. Fuse, Fuse Man and Impact, I guess that's the one thing I'll say, is that that boss screen opened up, and I was like, let me see all the mans I'm going to Mega against, <laughs> and... Uh, I wasn't impressed. I was like, bounce, man. I mean, okay. Like, and it's silly. Uh, I, I like it, but yeah, I, I guess uh, they, they've probably run run the list of mans dry at this point. Man, man. Man, man. Dude, that's the ultimate. Mega Man <laughs> versus Man, man. That's where they end the series. It's just man, man. You got to fight him. He has all the powers of every other man that was in the game and Holy the one shit. woman, dude. And yeah, it would be amazing. That sounds like an actual legit awesome ending. <laughs> you can hire me, Capcom. You just have that one for free. Uh, besides Besides that, yeah, most of my October has been Assassin's Creed. I finished up Origins before I played Odyssey. I did play that Life is Strange 2, episode yep. 1, uh, which was okay. Um, I totally agree. It was so meh to me, and I am a huge Life is Strange fan, and I wanted yeah. this to be like phenomenal. It has potential still. I'm not going to like completely write it off as I'm not enjoying it. I just think it, it didn't hit the mark for me, and I think there, like, yeah, there's plenty more to come with future episodes, so let's just hope... They step it up and it kind of meets my expectations. Season one of Life is Strange was very much about the supernatural aspect. It was telling the story about a young uh, art school student, and it had this kind of charm to it, but also this air of mystery. And season two gives you completely different characters. You're following this uh, the 17-year-old guy and his younger brother, and they live out in uh, Seattle. And instead of having like a supernatural thing, which, well, there is a little bit, but it's pushed to the to the side, this season seems to be focusing more upon uh, the political uh, yes. struggle of, of minorities. And I, it's not that I don't agree with that, but um, 
the way that they try and like evoke those feelings from the player and the way that they utilize it in their storytelling, uh, it comes across a little brash. And to that point, they don't really commentate on our social issues. They just present them and they go, this is something our characters have to deal with. Yes. So it's, they took out the kind of mystery and intrigue for a almost in your face social commentary without any of the commentary. And it's like the, the core essence of Life is Strange is still there. It's beautiful. The, the music is soft yep. and soothing. There's cringy like, uh, dialogue that's written <laughs> by someone who's obviously not a teenager trying to sound like a teenager. So <laughs> that's all there. Dude, like <laughs> the kid says wicked so many times and he talks yeah. about being thirsty and he's going to go talk on Skype with his friends. And I'm like, what the fuck? This doesn't take place in 2018 um, <laughs> but yeah it kind of it's missing i'm really hoping episode two will step it up episode one kind of hints towards the supernatural stuff a little bit more so we're hoping yes we're hoping fingers crossed definitely um besides that man yeah it's been um off and on uh just kind of getting ready for the rest of what october has to bring we have soul caliber 6 coming up which i'm kind of excited for but i i i haven't played a Soul Calibur game in a while. I hear it's getting good reviews, so that'll be fun. But I'm most looking forward to uh, Red Dead. I'm sure you're looking forward to this as well. Oh, right? yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm not sure if I'm going to be a day one guy, but I definitely do intend on getting that game because it just seems like very impressive. Uh, lots of uh, improvements. But the game I am I need to get, and it's already out, and I haven't uh, pulled the trigger on it yet. And it's probably because I got a lot going on right now. But Understandable. Uh, Nintendo Switch, uh, Mar- Super Mario Party. I'm a huge hey. Mario Party guy. I want to play that game. God I damn it. I did play it. Okay, I what see. were your thoughts? Um, Mario Party is probably the best Mario Party we've had since the GameCube era. I mean, this is going to be... This whole talk is going to be subjective as hell because some people like Mario Party on the Wii. You know, they like using the motion controls. They like the one person in every cart kind of thing. But I am totally an OG Mario Party player. My highest played Mario Parties are the N64 ones for sure. Same. What Super Mario Party does is it kind of takes that basic Mario foundation. It, it, I don't want to say it distills it um, because it's not like lacking in any of the strategy, but it makes it easier for newcomers. So like it'll show you on the map, uh, you can bring up the map and it'll show you like, hey, if you want to get coins, you can you should probably follow this board route. If you want to get stars, maybe follow this route. So it's it's helpful with that. Um, The coolest thing is uh, each character, there's like a roster of maybe 15 characters, I want to say, maybe a dozen. Uh, okay. They all have their own special block that you can roll, their own dice block. Um, okay. So when you have your turn, you have a standard, you know, one through six die that you can roll, but depending on the character you choose, you have a specialty one. So for instance, Shy Guy, his, it's like um, two two of the spaces on the die, you'll get two coins, but you won't move any spaces, and the rest of them are all fours, which is really good if you want to move four exact spaces, but might not be good in other situations. Um, the other thing that's different is stars cost half the coins they used to instead of 20 it's 10 oh so shit. that that makes it very fast also the levels are smaller um the one i played or like the two or three that i played were they felt very very small in comparison to mario party uh one and two maps but that's because the game moves very quickly um you, you're, you're moving very fast you, you're stacking up these dice blocks and the game is all about I think it's kind of just about getting around the board as quickly as possible while winning the mini games. Um, the mini games to that, they're fun. Uh, my favorite change up, and you'll remember this, Doug, if you played the uh, the the old school ones, is you'll play a mini game and you look around at your friends who are playing and you go, "Does everyone know how to play this mini game?" If people don't know how to play, you'd start a practice round and you'd yes, you just essentially play the mini game once through. 
and and then that the score of that wouldn't count, but it would yes. be a practice round. Okay, what they've done with Super Mario Party is they've taken it, and that practice mode, as soon as the, the minigame loads up, you're kind of in a ready-up screen, and you're playing the minigame in the load-up screen, and when people are ready to play the actual game, they just hit like a trigger and that readies them up. So if you have somebody who's like, oh, well, I don't know what the controls are, they get to mess around with it and play the actual minigame without having to go and load up the whole thing. Wow. Um, it's it's really, really cool. Uh, and I, I it's, it's just one of those small quality of life things. And generally speaking, Super Mario Party is that. It's a very, very good Mario Party game with a lot of quality of life changes, some unlockables, and just some cool, cool minigames. So if you want to get your friends around and you want to play a fun board slash minigame party game, dude, Super Mario Party is it. Uh, the only thing I'll say is they kind of pushed towards this, you might want to have two Switches and two versions of the game for these exclusive minigames. That is, I mean, there's like, yeah. there's three experiences, if you want to call them that. The the biggest and most fleshed out one is basically the tanks thing that yeah. you saw in the trailers. <laughs> of course. But beyond that, there's really nothing. So if, if it's between buying one copy or buying two copies, if you have multiple Switches, maybe just buy one. Um, but dude, it's good. It's okay. a fun time. That gets me hyped for it. I'm definitely uh, excited to play. I, I do like the bigger maps, and I, I don't remember exactly how long a game would take. It, it, I guess in the settings, you could change how long like the matches would last and stuff. Yeah, like, different Certain turns ones could be probably maybe over an hour or so, but what I hear the average time now is like about an hour, so that's still good. Um, But I, I'll, I'll be interested to see. One of the more recent Mario parties, I can't remember if it was 8 or 9 or which, but it had the one where you could go around the map and uh, invest your coins in, into uh, hotels oh, and stuff. I kind I of liked that. that. It was it actually it was surprisingly fun because it was a new kind of idea. So yeah. that'd be cool to see if that like made it into any kind of mode or anything. But more than likely not. There's there's multiple modes too. Um, sorry, I just didn't want to go over it too too much. But there is besides party mode, which is your standard Mario Party, there is a single player uh, mini game challenge where you go through all eighty of the ch- of the mini games. Um, there is a co op party in which you can play uh, four players and then you're on you know two teams of two and you're working together. Uh, there's various other modes. It's just a very good Mario Party package that the fundamentals and the foundation of are kind of rooted in the the old school Mario Party rules. You're just rolling the block, getting coins, trying to get the star. You can buy items on the map and other things like that. But as far as like the more in-depth features like you were talking about that came up in some of the later ones, you don't really see that. Super Mario Party, I feel like, is a new start. I feel like the next one will not be called Mario Party 11 or or uh, anything else like Mario Party Switch or something. It'd be called Super Mario Party 2. Yeah. And then from here on out, it's just going to be more Super Mario Party. I think that's what we've we've moved, and it's different enough, but still similar. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. This yeah. I was I was definitely impressed. I had low expectations, and they were surely surpassed. So good good stuff. Very cool. All right, well, to maybe bring this back and get a little more spooky again, I do have a game of What's That Sound for us, so let's play that. All 
All right, so we're playing What's That Sound? Uh, I think there's a Halloween theme here, sort of, but not really, uh, with at least two of three of these sounds. But um, And some of these have helper sounds in the event you don't uh, know what game these are. But for anyone who's unfamiliar, it's pretty simple. I play a, a video game sound effect or music slash gameplay from a video game, and our guest is going to guess what that is from. So let's start with sound one now. <laughs> You fix that shit yet? Might be faster if you help, man. Man, just hurry up. I don't want to miss the hot chicks at the party. Holy shit, I have no clue. This sounds like this sounds like a, a dialogue scene that was pulled from like a Road Rage reboot on Xbox 360 yeah. or something. <laughs> Well, the good thing is there is a helper sound, but I would definitely be interested in at least a, a shot in the dark guess at what you think this might be. Can you give me a genre? Can you use it in a sentence, Doug? <laughs> uh, no, I, I guess genre would be horror, um, uh, but okay. I, I guess that's not really that helpful. Um, I mean, the dialogue is a little cheesy. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Resident Evil, but that's not it. Is it Resident Evil 2? It is not, but those are both solid guesses. Uh, let's play for the listener the helper sound to see if this stirs anything for anyone. Yes. Yes. Kill for mother. Oh my god. I know it. I say what the ending I think is the most helpful thing of that clip. Oh wait. Oh, it's like it's right there. You everyone knows that feeling when it's like crawling up the back of your tongue and you mm. Yep, and I feel like the person who relates with that the most is Brend our co-host who has been on the most episodes and I usually put him through this bullshit. So <laughs> I'm no, sorry. No, 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 this no, game, no, 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 no. This it's, game is it's, hard. It's, <laughs> It's good. It's good. I like being challenged, Doug. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna say, ah, oh, uh, this is called Matt guesses at horror franchises played. Silent Hill. No? Nope. But damn it. You're Fuck. close. You get one more guess and then I'll tell you what it is. Uh but we do have two other sounds. So technically if you don't get this one, you get the other two, you still win. And if you lose, it's that's my <laughs> and I'm, fault. I'm the biggest one. I'm the losest of the losers. Uh all right, my my second guess. Um, my third guess on this one is going to be, uh, Friday the 13th. Yes, <laughs> and it was just you Doug- got it. Yes. <laughs> That's so Doug good. Wanna- <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so glad. That is that fantastic. Was- <laughs> Doug, holy shit. That's, <laughs> that, that should have been the first thing that I guessed. Of I course. Like, what but what it was- did Doug play recently that was kind of horror related That's- that he could <laughs> the running theme when I come up with these games, I'm usually like, oh man, what what can, what can I even quiz these people on? I'll just do the game I've been playing. But no, that is Friday the 13th, uh, the first sound clip being some guys at a broken down car getting ready to go some, to a party. And then the yeah. other scene, that one of those guys is taking a leak, and then you're Jason, and I guess you just, I don't know, impale him on a tree branch and then shove another tree branch through his skull. So it was pretty intense. The sweet mother thing, or the that that I should have put put that together, having seen Friday the Thirteenth. But all I could think of was the Assassins uh, Guild in uh, Skyrim. 
Oh were yeah, you, were you, or, or, or oh the Oblivion. night mother, or the, what yeah. was she? Yeah, yeah okay. the night mother. I, so I was, my brain was just like doing Skyrim quotes, like "Stop, halt, adventurer! You violated the <laughs> law." And I'm like, "No, I'm on the podcast trying to guess the horror thing." <laughs> Fair enough, uh, but you did it. So you only have to get one more sound right to win. But you can maybe even do a hat trick. Let's see what you think of sound number two. Yeah, dude, let's get this going. I'm excited to get scared. <laughs> Percy! Percy! What have you been up to? No one's seen you for hours. Oh, nose to the grindstone, you know. Then why haven't I heard a single whoosh through the door since ten o'clock? Did you forget we're having Deirdre's birthday party? Oh. We've got a piñata. Right. Brilliant. Oh, I know this is uh, We Happy Few. Yes, wow, you did it. That was we really happy few. quick and easy. Oh, and man. I'll, I'll tell you why. Why? Because I made a, uh, I made a 50, I got really, really into making these, um, like, vaporware um, lo-fi videos, you know, where it's, like, kind of, like, low bass, chill, EDM music, um, and then I did it to, uh, kind of creepy walking sims speaking of the devil um <laughs> and we happy few uh i i did the beginning of um the game where you're deciding whether or not you want to take your joy and that is the dialogue from i literally just used that when i was making content like a month ago nice i have i have played doug i have played 10 minutes of we happy oh few, no and those it, are what the i'm 10 afraid minutes. of <laughs> <laughs> no, but that those are the 10 minutes um, that I've played at the beginning of that. And yeah, I'm surprised I got that too. I thought I was going to just, I was going to struggle again. But, and it's only because Percy and Arthur, I remember the two brothers, that's their name. That's, yep, that works. Hell yeah, dude. Well done. So you already win and let's see if you can do the hat trick. But quick question, since you have played We Happy Few, uh, do you intend on playing more than 10 minutes or was it a Friday the 13th scenario where you're like, I've only played like five minutes and I have no intention to return? All right, Doug, let's just say that they sent me a copy of this game. Oh, okay. And they, were, and they were like, they were like, you should play this game. And then I started it and I was like, I'll get around to that after I finish these other better games that I have to play. It I is see. still installed. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just think that uh, when it came out or when they showed the trailers of it, it was supposed to be kind of this uh, Bioshocky, weird, like, ooh, taking these happy pill drug thing. And then it turned into like this survival horror, early access stuff. I haven't checked it out since they did the full retail release that has the story mode stuff. Okay, gotcha. Um, uh, so I will go back to it eventually, probably for game of the year stuff. Cause we do a big game of the year episode or episodes towards, uh, the beginning of January on super Gamecast. So I'll play it again and I can let you know then, but as for now, I'd say tentative recommendation, maybe not. Though. Okay. That's fair enough. Well then, okay. Like I said, you already win. You've proven that you're, uh, what's no, that I sound? Do, uh, I want to do number three. I want to yes. do number three. Doug. Let's see if you get the hat trick. I think I, I have faith in you. Let's listen to sound number three. Now don't boost me up that much. Does anyone know what started this? Not a clue. But honestly, all you need to know is that this place will eat you alive if you aren't careful. Yeah, well, I was supposed to start last week, and I got a call to stay away. I wish I'd come here sooner. You're here now, that's all that matters. Okay, Lieutenant, I'm ready. Hopefully you'll be able to find a way out of this station. That officer you met earlier, Elliot. That guy sounds like Lance Reddick. I thought this secret passageway might do the trick. Who is this? Mm. This is good news. 
we can get you to a hospital. No, no, I am not the priority here. Lieutenant, I'm not just gonna leave you here. I'm giving you an order, rookie. You save yourself first. <laughs> I'd come with you. I'm just... giving you an order, rookie. Is this fear? No, okay, solid guess. Very good guess. You get two more. Let's see if you can... And that's the thing. This one, unfortunately, doesn't have a helper sound. So this one, you're kind of on your own. Is this, is this still this is still like horror-esque genre? I'm just yes, trying to, I'm absolutely trying to... horror genre. And I can give you a pretty big hint on the after you do one more guess. Uh, okay, I mean, I'm going to try. Here's the thing. Is it Resident Evil 2? Yes, and that was okay. going to be my hint. I was going to say, you've actually already guessed this game. And yeah, so, and in fact, in that audio clip, he says something like with Leon's name in it, and I cut it out, uh, tried my best, but that is a scene where like, uh, yeah, you're help, you find this one wounded cop and he's like hooking you up, or I think it's very early in the game. I haven't played Resident Evil 2 in a long time, but this is clearly the remake. If you guys want to hear a little secret, I've I've never played Resident Evil 2 for more than like two or three minutes. Um, oh, no. And when, whenever anybody's like, what's your favorite Resident Evil? I'm like, two, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, no, that's what everyone honest, wants to hear. I it's, like it's the original. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I'd say my favorite probably is uh, Resident Evil HD remake for yes. GameCube specifically. Okay. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm, oh man, I won the thing on Doug's show. Let's yes. go, dude. Three of Hat three. trick. That was how we play. What's that sound? <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's how you learn, rookies. You got to pump those numbers up. Three for, has anyone else gotten the hat trick? Or uh, am I- it's happened on rare occasion. It does happen, but no, you're definitely uh, a rare up? breed. I'll give you that. Definitely better than Bren. Burn. Doug- Just kidding. Ooh, Doug <laughs> called me a rare breed, Bren. You're going to take that shit. Hey. <laughs> oh, dude, man. that was fun. I enjoyed that little segment you put together for us, Doug. Oh, of course. Well, thank you for joining us on the show again. Um, let's maybe do some plugs and wrap this one up. Uh, yeah. Clearly, we've told your sh- our listeners about your show, but where can they find it? Where are you on social media? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a Super Gamecast, and Gamecast is one word. So Super Gamecast 64. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher. It's on like Pocket Casts, pretty much anywhere. you get. I think Google Play, Spotify, people have said they found it on. Uh, so anywhere you want to find it. If you want to talk to us on social media, uh, it's at Super Gamecast 64 on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you want to talk to me for any reason, it's at SGC 64 Matt, and that's on, on Twitter. Uh, we have other stuff that's coming up. If you listen to the show, we'll have announcements soon. But yeah, I, I totally love it if some people would come over uh and and check it out specifically right now we're doing um what we call the spooktober it's uh you know our our halloween thing every episode kind of is similar to this in which we try to keep it (laughs) horror based but we struggle because not everything that comes out in october is horror anymore in fact a overwhelming majority of stuff that comes out in video games are not horror games anymore so uh we we like to talk about spooky stuff during our spooktober episodes but yeah it's it's the same kind of vibe you can pick that up anywhere. It's, yeah, it's fun stuff. It's I definitely recommend it. And yeah, Arsha, we struggle more than we want to, but it happens. <laughs> but hey, we, dude, we do our it's best. Good, it's good stuff. Yeah, I, I won the three. The three out of three. I'm just, dude. I'm gonna go tell my whole family about that. I'm like, I was, uh, I was on a podcast, and I guess the scary sounds. Mom that's and so Dad. good. Oh man, <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy about that. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff. I'm sure you're already subscribed, but maybe tell a friend, tell a family member, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Heck and yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, yeah. And if you have any interest, uh, check out my record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com for Dude. a variety of cassette tapes for like emo, screamo, and weird music. 
people need to peep your missed out records insta <laughs> because like this kid is over here doing jackson pollock shit like throwing paint at these cassettes he's making these things look cool thank I'm you not, i know i'm like, doug i in this world of social media where you feel like you just put everything into a vacuum and it just doesn't you know it like it just exists there and no one sees it yes i want to let you know that every time your little missed out records thing comes up on instagram i'm like oh look doug's doing art with his cassettes i'm so proud of you dude thank it's, you it's it's hella cool so if you want cassettes and you want like some dope ass packaging and some good deals like yeah missed out records man you 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 pulled that out of your ass. How long I did. were you working on that? Like, um, or was you, you don't have to go behind the scenes with it, but it's no, impressive to say It was a lot of work in the making, and I'm just grateful I am where I am. And I've met so many cool people. It's been very flattering. So that is really cool to hear your input. So I really appreciate that. And we're going to have to have you back on the show more often. Uh, yeah, see, get your opinions on We Happy Few and anything else we were talking about. But that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for joining us, Matt. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for having me.